Hey everyone, how's everyone doing? Hope everyone's doing well. Welcome back to the BND, the Banker Next Door podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Joe Berquist. Uh, today, I wanted to talk about something really important, uh, something we call the personal financial statement. Uh, this is a very critical document that basically any bank, or I should say any banker is going to want to look at if you come in to apply for a loan with a bank. Now, what's interesting here is a lot of times you may have filled out a personal financial statement, but not really knowing that you filled one out. For example, if you ever applied for a mortgage at any time in your life, you would fill out what's called the standard uh, 1003 or, or 1003 residential mortgage loan application. If you ever fill that application out, it basically asks you to list out your assets and liabilities on that form. Well, effectively, that is a personal financial statement. A personal financial statement is, is just a document that keeps track of all your assets, your liabilities, helps you to determine what your net worth is. And basically, you fill everything out um, in that form. And we're and I actually have a great uh, a couple examples of that form that I can show you here in just a minute. But I just wanted to talk about a couple key things here. Um, one of my one of my uh, favorite business authors who have I followed for a long time, uh, Robert Kiyosaki of Rich Dad Poor Dad fame, uh, he always calls the personal financial statement like your adult report card. Like in other words, when you're in uh, elementary school or high school, you always get that report card with all your A's and B's on it. Well, in in you know, for us adults in the adult world, uh, in a in a very real sense, that is the personal financial statement. It basically looks at your at your personal assets and liabilities, and really gives anyone who looks at it a, a really clear snapshot as to how you're doing financially. Now, if uh, if you came into a bank and you were applying for a loan, say you're say you're a small business owner and you're coming in and say, hey, I would I want to get a line of credit from a bank. And one of the key documents that the bank's going to ask for is a personal financial statement. And you fill that out and you give it to them. Now, why does a banker want to know your personal finances? Well, number one, the bank is going to need that information in order to put together what's called a personal cash flow on you to see basically, are you making enough income right now to pay your bills from a personal perspective? And that's part of it. Another part of it might be the bank might need you to fill that out and sign it in order. That might be the authorization the bank needs to actually pull a credit report on you. Some, but most banks do it that way. They not not all of them. Some of them that's kind of covered through just a generic loan application that you'll you'll fill out as part of the the loan package. Um, so it could be again. So it could be to look at the cash flow of you personally. Could be the authorization they need to pull a credit report. Uh, but also they want to get a good idea of, of what, you know, how do you, how do you handle your finances? I mean, your personal financial statement says a lot about you in terms of how you handle your personal finances. In other words, do you know, do you, do, have you, have you built a strong net worth? Um, do you have strong income? Uh, do you have sufficient income that you could take on additional debt and still be able to pay all your bills? Um, but aside aside from that, uh, you know what banks really want to get a sense for from a character perspective is you know how do you how are you managing your finances? You know, are you paying your bills on time? Um, are you are you keeping a cushion just in case something goes wrong? You got a little extra money there to to kind of back you up. Um, also, in, in addition, when you're coming into a bank to ask for, say, say in this sense, uh, say you're you're doing a real estate transaction, you come in and you say, hey, I, I want to buy this building for a million dollars. Excellent. Well, and, and the bank, one of the questions is, well, you know, do you have 20% to put down? Do you have, you know, $200,000 plus extra money for the closing costs? 
uh, say 25,000 for the closing cost. So, you know, do you have $225,000 on hand to complete this purchase? Well, and then therein, that's where the personal financial statement comes from, where that shows up and basically says, oh yeah, okay, you've got that money in hand and we're, we're ready to go. So part of it is a, is a verification thing. So, but aside from the, aside from the bank, um, aside from the, the, what you need during the banking, I would also say that it's always a great thing to have a personal financial statement on hand, just to track your finances. It's something that I personally have, have used for many, many, many years. Um, and it really is amazing to see when you're tracking your progress, you know, you, you know, you start using one 10 years ago and, and I go, you know, 10 years back to where, where, you know, I'm at personally today. And it's, um, it's amazing. It's amazing to do that. And, and I always say, you know, from a, from a finance perspective, just as you have, um, you know, in your business, you might be using interim financials, you might be using QuickBooks or something to kind of track your revenues and expenses and everything. Well, it just is for yourself and your personal life. I mean, how are you tracking those numbers? How are you tracking uh, your personal expenses? How are you tracking how much money you're accumulating in your investments and cash and real estate and things like that? And that's really where the personal financial statement comes in mind. Now, at this point, I, I want to switch over and show everybody a couple things here. So let's go in here. So how do you, so the first thing that comes up is basically how do you find a personal financial statement? Well, you know, do a, a quick Google search. If I go to Google here and type in personal financial statement, you can see uh, a number of different ones come up here. Uh, you can also, you know, you can click on images too to get yourself um, to get an idea here as to you know a couple different you know this. Then again, all different types of things come up here all different types of templates, different things you can click on. Uh, but what I want to do is I want to, I want to go in here and take a look at a couple of different examples. Um, let's see if I can switch over here to hang on, bear with me for one second here. Let's see if we can Just want to see if I can share this with you guys. If I'm looking, yeah, let's go to that. Let's go to this here. Okay, Word Die. This is what I was looking for. Okay, so a couple, couple screenshot images here of a couple different personal financial statements. So we could see here on the one screen, what is it? What is the personal financial? What's what's the information encompassing on this? Well, you could see at the top here a lot of generic information. You know, name, address, phone number, social security number, date of birth, uh, contact information, things like that. And then as we scroll down here, it gets into you know your income. Would you you know which what's your salary? Do you have any rental income, any interest or dividend income, um, any large capital gains you might have got maybe from an inheritance or, um, you know, possibly gambling, other, th other things like that. It says sale of an asset, sale of a piece of real estate, sale of a piece of art. Um, and then over here we have, you know, annual expenditures, you know, we're talking about, okay, what are, what are some of the expenses you have? Property taxes, mortgage payments, insurance, tuition, child alimony, other things like that. Uh, so basically using that and, and you can use that to kind of track, well, what, okay, what's my income look like versus less the expenses, you know, what does that cash flow look like? And then on the other side here, we can see the example of another personal financial statement. Now on this side, this is really given the breakdown of assets and liabilities. And you can see here that basically on the, on the asset side, we're listing out cash, we're listing out savings, we're listing out IRA retirement assets. 
uh, whatever stocks and bonds you own, real estate, autos, uh, and then any other type of property. Maybe, like I said, maybe boats, maybe art, maybe you own other buildings, other other uh, other types of assets, things like that. On the liability side, like what do we have here in terms of loans? Do you have, uh, per, as far as personal debt goes, do you have a residential mortgage? Do you have a home equity loan? Do you have maybe a mortgage on a beach house? Uh, do you have auto loans? Do you have credit card loans? Uh, do you have student loans? Um, what else on, you know, and then, you know, maybe, maybe some other business loans that you might be, um, you know, might have to, to pay or be on the hook for. Now, those can also be classified as what we call contingent liabilities. Um, contingent liabilities are, are loans that you have to pay, but maybe are personally not directly responsible for. Like, in other words, if you have loans through your business, so you, you yourself personally are not paying that, but XYZ business has to pay that, but yet you are the owner of the business and signed for it. Therefore, it's a contingent liability. So you're still on the hook for it, even though maybe you yourself personally are not directly paying it. So, and, and well, like I said, I will have another whole nother conversation someday on contingent liabilities, but, uh, but you could see here, basically effectively, you list out your assets, you list out your liabilities, you get your net worth at the bottom there. Um, and then you can list out sources of income. And then you basically break that down below. Now, again, why is this so great? Uh, again, you, you want to track your personal finances. You want to track your personal investments. You want to try to see on it. And, and, I, and I would highly recommend, you know, keep this somewhere, you know, save it uh, either. You know, you can get an Excel version, a, a Word document, however, however it is you want to save it. Um, personally, I like Excel. I think, you know, I think just keeping an Excel spreadsheet is in format is great. Uh, that way you can just go in and just, just update the numbers uh, annually pretty easily, but keep track of this annually, watch after it annually. It gives you a great way to track your personal finances and see how you're doing. Um, see how different things are progressing. Um, I often say that in life, you know, a lot of what you do, it's not, uh, necessarily about how much money you make, but it's just about your habits. You know, if you have good savings habits, um, if you just, you know, if, in other words, if you don't live too far, too much beyond your means, if you save some money every month, if you make sure everything's getting paid on time, then uh, then usually things work out pretty good. Usually you can maintain personal finances just fine and you don't really hit too many uh, bumps in the road. But um but that's kind of it on the personal financial statement here. Again, I highly recommend everybody keep one of these, keep it handy, use it often, use it annually. And it becomes a great tool, not only for tracking your finances, but also just to have it ready to go. If you ever need to go into a bank to apply for a loan, you have all the information right there. You can just bring it right in. You can share that with the banker. Um, this is also a great tool for uh, working with your financial advisor. You know, If you have a financial advisor in hand, um, come in with the personal financial statement. You can kind of go, you can go over what's going on there. Uh, great way to talk about, you know, where your money is being put to use. Uh, you know, your financial advisor might have some great recommendations for you in terms of you might, they might say, Hey, you've got a, uh, you know, a hundred thousand dollars in cash sitting over here, but you know what, we could put that to work in a couple different ways over here. Maybe we could put you into some treasury stuff. Uh, maybe you put some of that in this, like a C, a brokerage CD. Uh, maybe we, we move some of that over to some other investments, things like that, uh, that can, that can get you a little bit better return, uh, a little bit better yield on your money. Uh, so again, just a great tool to keep in hand for, uh, for a number of reasons. And, uh, and I hope, like I said, I hope, I hope that helps to, to give people a little bit more information about this. Hopefully people will find this very useful. Um, 
But that's it for today. Just wanted to share that with everybody. Uh, hope everybody has a great afternoon. And don't forget to uh, subscribe. I've got, I'm, I'm currently on YouTube and Rumble. So I ask you please to find me there. You can also find uh, me at the, my website, thebankernextdoor.com. Uh, please go on there. I do have a blog on there. I do post articles that I write on there. So please go on and check that out. Uh, and like I said, go to go to YouTube, Rumble, wherever you wherever you follow. Uh, give me a big like on that. Uh, I I do have the normal podcast uh, format coming out. I'm still still working on that. Getting you know still getting set up a little bit on some of the like you know Google and and Apple podcasts and stuff like that. But that stuff will be up shortly. I will announce. Um, in a future uh, podcast once that is all properly set up and that's all going out there so that anybody that wants to listen to me just in the normal podcast format can can subscribe and follow. Uh, so stay tuned for all that. But uh, hope everyone had, enjoys the, uh, the day and has a, has a great one. So see you later.